welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan, joined by a man who stands up every Sunday and says he can lick any man in the church, Ski. And I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize you were also Catholic. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I kind of wondered. I put a little asterisk by that one. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put Brent will make comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Insert dirty joke here. Right. <laughs> and a, a bull duck who runs a small tattoo parlor in Carmel, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to be going over a season six, episode five. Wham, bam, thank you, Mammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent will be doing our recap yes. today, normal or otherwise normal format, you know, doing our MVPs and. Uh, naming our uh, best lines as we kind of come to them, and of course, giving our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. Um, I don't have any listener interactions to get into, mm-hmm. and I, I'm hesitant to get into this com- this topic in a general sense. But the episode, I have to, I, in my opinion. So, as you know, Ski has a grandson. Correct. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd bring this up. And we have an internal debate between, like, you know, his wife, Nicole, and uh-huh. us. You know, we're all, all good friends, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have this bit of a debate in our, our group of friends that Nicole likes the idea of Camden, who, for what it's worth, um, is a is multiracial. Yeah. Um, calling her Mammy as uh-huh. instead of Grandma or whatever. Yeah. Because what's her mom go by? Mammal. Mammal, okay. And so but we've said, like, no, you can't do that because uh-huh. there is some <laughs> racial connotations uh-huh. to that. It's bad enough to yeah. do it at all. But yeah. then if you have your grandchild who is, yeah. you know, biracial anyway, uh-huh. like out in the store calling you that, it's going to sound racist uh-huh. just in and of itself. And uh, she... After I watched the episode the other night, I came upstairs and told her, like, so. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> So, yeah, that was just something that I I just felt like I had to bring it up. Um, I don't know. At this point, have you two settled on on names? I mean, is Mammy what she's still... I think I going to be Grandma. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Grandma Steve. Edit. No. Grandpa. I don't know. That, um, we've probably talked about it on here before, but like before he was born, I always joked with my daughter that I would be grandfather or sir. <laughs> I thought Mr. Klimazewski was an option as well. Probably, probably. (laughs) But uh, those are the two ones I joked about the most frequently. Yeah. And then now that he's here, I'm just a pushover. Yeah. So grandpa then is what you're selling on, just the classics. I usually call her grandma if she's around. I don't call her mammy, but. Yeah. I think now that he's here, you're the governess. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, my... um, my kids, they call their, both their grandma, their grandma and their first mm-hmm. name. I mean, yeah. they just call them grandma if they're yeah, yeah. talking to them. But if we're referring to them, it's Grandma Julie or Grandma Susan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my uh, Sherry's dad, he goes by Papa, mm-hmm. and that's what they've called him yeah. you know, prior to our kids coming. So yeah. you know, that has stuck with him there. Now, with my dad, I said it as a joke mm-hmm. um, at one point, calling him Pappy. And he's like, yeah, I like that. That sounds good yeah. to me. And... Uh, I think it's because his grandfather they called Pap, mm-hmm. and so I think he liked the yeah, idea oh, of yeah. that. You know, kind of continuity. Yeah, exactly. Now for Nicole, I always thought Nana Nikki or something would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she I just either. didn't care for it. Yeah, yeah my well, mom goes by Nana. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. I guess Nicole just really wants that racist tinge. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
She likes the mammy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, now that Gwen's older, she feels embarrassed about the nick the name Pappy for mm-hmm. her. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "When are we gonna go see Grandfather?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So she is self imposed, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, if, if it comes up in conversation when we're around uh, her friends or whatever, then mm-hmm. I. Now, does she call him Pappy when he's around? Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, but it's uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'd want to be called. I think I'm still quite a few years away from from that. Brent is probably closer to me, but not imminent. Um, yeah. So, do you have any preference when when you do become a grandfather? Uh, no. I mean, I guess Grandpa. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that Papa Brent doesn't really doesn't really roll off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Not that the Grandpa Brent does, but yeah. you know, <laughs> fair enough. But. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, It'd be one of those two, you know. I, if if I become a grandfather before the end of this podcast, something went really wrong in my kids' lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you do, surprise! It surprise. was Liam. No. Yeah. You know what, Liam? He has a, a horde of young ladies that uh, <laughs> that go around him. So um, you never know. But I think at eight, he's probably still a few years away from viability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord another, willing, it will not be that yeah. way. Got another season or two until his testicles drop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, I don't have any uh, listener interactions today. I just really wanted to get that Mammy thing out there. Yeah. Um, so. Spoiler, Mammy is black in this episode. Mm-hmm. As Mammies typically are. <laughs> so. so much for my deep dive. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Like, that out, right? <laughs> did, did you have the whole thing of like uh, that song? Oh, like, who loves your mammy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wish you would have. You put a real deep song of the South tinge on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Brent, you can jump into your recap then whenever you're ready. All right. So, Golden Girls Season 6, Episode 5, Wham Bam, Thank You, Mammy. So, this episode um, debuted on October 20th, 1990. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Counting this episode, how many Golden Girls episodes have debuted on October 20th? Three. A, one. <laughs> B, two. Okay. C, three. Or D, four or more. Well, I'm definitely not going to go with four or more. That seems almost ridiculous. So, Ski, Ski jumped in with three, so I can't impinge on him. It's so probably I'm, just two. I'm going to go with two. Okay. Alan goes with two, Ski goes with three. The correct answer, one. Okay. This was the first episode to really? debut on October 20th. Yes. I don't think that's that good of trivia. Really? <laughs> yeah. I would bet that most episodes are unique to the date they appeared on. You'd be surprised. We had quite a few episodes on October 19th and 21st. and this Quite a few? A couple. Oh, okay. Less than six. <laughs> <laughs> That seems statistically accurate. So this is October 20th, you said, correct? Correct. The first Golden Girls episode to debut on that day. Very nice. So the episode was directed by Matthew Diamond. It was his fifth of 21 episodes. Mm -hmm. Pop quiz! (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome that you know that it's 21 episodes. (laughs) Thank you. That's amazing. Almost infinitely impressed. Thank you. Almost infinitely. <laughs> Just shy of the greatest amount. <laughs> it seems asymptotic to a point, yes. but then veers off wildly at the end. <laughs> so, well, I it's not that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very end. Okay, so it's a, it's a short answer. Okay. okay. Outside of the Golden Girls, what was the best TV show that Matthew Diamond worked on? 
I'll let you go first. That seems Keith. very subjective. So I don't know Brent. what else. Brent doesn't view any of his opinions as subjective. Uh, you said a short <laughs> answer. Are there options, or do I just have to guess what he? I'm going to go with Mr. Belvedere. Okay, Alan goes with Mr. Belvedere. Alf. No, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Homeboys in Outer Space. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'd have also accepted Gilmore Girls, Scrubs, Doogie Howser, MD, or The Secret Diary of Desmond Piper. Uh-huh. <laughs> how how shocked would you have been? Would you have been infinitely impressed if I would have said The Diary of Desmond Piper? I would, I would have. I would, I would almost change that to the correct answer. <laughs> so it's a tie game so far, 0-0. Zero, zero. All right. <laughs> Just the way I like it. Yeah. Soccer, soccer rules. Neck and neck, Alan. Yeah. It's the barn burner. Yeah. All right, so start our recap. So this episode starts as most of the season episode 6, 10, 2, uh, with Cynthia Fee thanking us for being a friend. So <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that trend. I know. Exactly. Going back to that well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dorothy, Rose, and Blanche appear to be getting ready for another of their rummage sales. Uh, we learn they're getting ready for Big Daddy's estate auction. Mm-hmm. He died a year ago, and they're finally getting around to handling it. Um, revisiting season five appears to be another recurring theme for season six. Uh, the Goldens don't discuss why his belongings were shipped to Miami just to go on the block. They also don't discuss why the widow Spencer isn't handling his affairs. Mm-hmm. However, we can make assumptions on that second point. Uh, Blanche turns. What to assumptions th- are you making on that second point? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she found out that Big Daddy wasn't the straight arrow that she ah. thought. I don't know. I also think it's ironic that just a couple episodes ago, Blanche was like, having a yard sale is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And here they are going to do uh, an auction of her yeah. dad's stuff. Well, in fairness, an estate, sta- an estate sale, I look at a little differently than an auction. Yeah, yard you're right. Sale. It is. It's, um, but and this may actually have a lot more valuable things, too. But it is weird. I mean, because in this episode, Blanche seems very disinterested in helping to go through the shit to figure uh-huh. out what's what. And uh, I don't know if they're figuring out prices or just what things they want to keep and get rid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for something that you would assume a lot of this would have childhood memories and whatnot mm-hmm. attached well, to it. I think she even said something about that, though, didn't she? She, she said it's easy to get distracted because of the stuff making, mm-hmm. uh, bringing back memories. Yeah. Well, I know that that sounds a lot like a young ski. Mm-hmm. I, I used to go over <laughs> to his house occasionally. Or he was supposed to come to my house and be like, I just got to clean my room, and then I can come over, you come over. Six hours would go by, and he still wouldn't be done. And then one time I was with him at his house, and he was cleaning his room, and I understood why. (laughs) He he would pick up like three items and then get completely enthralled with that third Uh item he picked up. (laughs) Before he put it it away, he had to make sure it still had all 21 points of articulation. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Draw a picture of it so that he had it for his archives. Exactly. (laughs) So Blanche turns to the Bible in her time of need, and she discovers that Big Daddy kept a bottle of whiskey inside of it. Mm-hmm. We're relatively early in the episode, and my favorite line of the week is delivered. It's about how, at the end of Sunday meeting, Big Daddy would threaten to lick any man in the congregation. We're not told how many takers Big Daddy got, but we can assume that if Blanche had threatened to do the licking, that parking lot would have seen some action. <laughs> uh, Sophia enters and asks Dorothy a hypothetical question about whether she likes uh, men with looks, personality, or money. Considering her exes looked like Jerry Orbach and frequented soup kitchens on Christmas Day, her predilection for personality ain't too surprising. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we follow Sophia. Well worded. Thank you. <laughs> we follow Sophia from the Lenai to the living room. Uh, Peggy Ray, uh, best known around here as Lulu Hogg, is on the couch. <laughs> Apparently, she's a professional matchmaker. 
Sophia's trying to get Dorothy out of the house. Seems like it would have been less work to just post an ad in the penny safer about how Dorothy'd do anything for $8. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a throwback <laughs> even there. Uh, Sophia and Lulu Hogg discuss the pros of dating cons. <laughs> Apparently, 50% of Lulu's eligible bachelors have done a bit of time. Uh, they are Florida men. It'd be unnatural if they hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine, once again, that you had a point of pride when you said decided the pros of dating cons. Yes, I, <laughs> I, could, I could see him smile when he said it. <laughs> and I would almost think that there's a moment where he thought, should I go into some pros about this? <laughs> like Barrow Essie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should write write a, a poem about that, and it should be called <laughs> The Pros of Dating Cons. <laughs> so. But that, that's well done. You. you deserve to feel a little self-satisfaction. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Florida Man, uh, we've got Florida Man, October 20th nice. edition. Yes. I feel like it's been a bit of time since we had a Florida Man. It's... One of those things that the dates always fell on crimes that I just didn't want to support. <laughs> right. That's yeah, like <laughs> didn't Florida want to support? <laughs> exactly. Well, or, or at least uh, what would be, not endorse, but um, not promote. Exactly. <laughs> not entertaining enough, yeah. perhaps? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it doesn't exactly lend yeah, it's itself a boring to a, thing. a comedy podcast if you're talking about somebody he only sexually fought, assaulting someone. Exactly. He only fought two alligators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so from the Pensacola News Journal uh, headline, deputy cleared for shooting naked man armed with crossbow who claimed aliens were after him. Mm. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Leave it to the cops to ruin a perfectly good time. <laughs> and then from CNN, uh, we have half-headed man arrested again. <laughs> so, what? The October 20th incident involves Happy, as Carlos Rodriguez's <laughs> friends call him. Affectionately, I'm sure. Yep. Lighting a mattress on fire while others were inside his duplex. <laughs> the again portion of the headline <laughs> refers to Carlos previously going viral because of his arrest for soliciting a prostitute. Uh -huh. Now, it wasn't the solicitation charge that made him go viral, and it wasn't just the fact that half his head was missing. <laughs> Can I add something, Lou? Yeah. So, so he asked for some head, but he got half off? <laughs> half price. <laughs> so, um, he'd gone viral because the video of him explaining how he lost half of his head, you know, ah. put him on the map. And let me take a moment to quote Happy. Yeah, I would like to hear. <laughs> I was barred out on drugs. I was driving, and I hit a pole and flew out the front window and landed on my head. And this is how the old boy has come out. That's why it's no good drinking and driving, or drugness and driving. It's no good, kids. No good. Happy followed up. Did you say drugness? Yes. Well, that's what Happy said, and I'm just quoting Happy. So, and you know, he followed up his dare to keep kids off drugs by pulling out a blunt and telling CNN that he does still smoke marijuana daily. Uh, <laughs> that's you know what you what? preach. If you have half a head, I'm like, whatever, whatever exactly. gets you through. <laughs> I'm not judging you at that point. Yeah. I, mean, I might judge you for setting a mattress on fire with your roommates inside. <laughs> exactly. But. So if you, if you go to your Google and put in, you know, Carlos Happy Rodriguez, yeah. <laughs> or the half-headed man, you'll see a picture of him. And, you know, it is kind of freaky. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> so I have to think... Now I, I kind of want to look this guy up, but I don't necessarily want to interrupt the podcast to do it. You can hit pause on this when you can't. Well, like, uh, you can keep reading, and I'll take a look, but I don't want to miss, uh, miss what you're spinning. All right. Uh, so we return to the Goldens just as Sophia is giving Lulu Hogg the bum's rush. Mm -hmm. The telephone rings, and while Blanche is dealing with that, Sophia starts in with some more questions for Dorothy. 
Uh, she wants to know if Dorothy has a thing for smelly guys, crazy guys, or polydactyly guys. Dorothy no. says none of the above. I can't imagine that they would have that on a matchmaking quiz of any kind. <laughs> that, that she has so many people that it's like, well, a lot of these guys fall into one of these three categories. Uh-huh. Um, and so we need to find out which of the three is a deal breaker, uh-huh. or at least which of the three is tolerable. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe um, it comes to the point where they've just got their... Uh, Talent pool, if you will. Right. They base the collisions off of it could what be. they've got. Yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. Um, if you're like, well, I've only got X amount of people that I can make matches with. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. What are you more willing to live with? Because yeah. I did think about introducing Ski that way. Is if you don't mind body odor, schizophrenia, or extra toes, you'll yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> or polydactyly could be fingers as well. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. Polydactyly edition. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. Which appendages are most likely impacted? A, right hand and right foot. B, left hand and left foot. C, right hand and left foot. Or D, left hand and right foot. Uh, Alan, you can go first this time. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with uh, left hand and left foot. Uh, left hand and left foot? Okay. Yep. Ski? I'll go right hand, left foot. Right hand, left foot is correct. Oh, son of a bitch. So. Now I'm losing. Skis at what one zero now. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is more likely to be affected though? Hands if or feet? If it's polydactyly, do I get like extra points? <laughs> <laughs> it should be like, yeah, we'll go in six point increments. <laughs> so ski has six. <laughs> All right, so I jump way ahead. <laughs> ski, you get answer the next one first. Uh, which is more likely to be affected? Hands or feet? I'm going feet. Okay. I guess that leaves me with hands by default. Okay. Uh, correct answer is hands. Yes, so tied it up. Yep. Six all. Give me high, high six. Ski, ski <laughs> gave me a high five. That is so classic ski in com- competition. Um, <laughs> we used to always harass him. We would play basketball at the Y uh, when we were high school age. And he would always congratulate people for embarrassing him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, that was a great dunk. Exactly. You really... <laughs> you, 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 Jumped right over me there. Um, <laughs> Thank you for stealing victory from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, I wasn't going to win. Well, yeah, <laughs> true. You're just admiring other skills. <laughs> so, uh, question three uh, Who is more likely to suffer from polydactyly ski? Is it like A, men? men or women? Or I'm going to go with women. Uh, I'll go with men. Yeah, I'm going to say men also. Okay. Uh, you're both right. Okay. So, 12 12. Yeah. Alan, you get the next question first. Uh, How common is polydactyly among the general population? Is it A, 1 in 100, B, 1 in 1,000, C, 1 in 10,000, or D, 1 in 100,000? I think I'm going to go 1 in 10,000. I think it's probably rare, but maybe not uh, 1 in 100,000 rare. I'm going to go the extra rare. I'm going to say 1 in 100,000. Okay. Uh, The correct answer is B, 1 in 1,000. Ah, so still tied 12-12 then. Question five. <laughs> Ski first. Okay. How common is polydactyly amongst the African-American population? Is it A, 1 in 150, B, 1 in 1,500, C, 1 in 15,000, or D, 1 in 150,000? I'm going to go not rare. I'm going to go the 1 in 150. Is that the first one? Uh, the 1 in 150? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm going to go with the 1 in 1,500. That makes, I would think it wouldn't be that much askew from the general population. Ski is correct. Oh. One in 150. Wow. 
So six That's point two. Do you have polydactyly? Do I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know if you're trying to bring a <laughs> you know, shed some light on a malady you that guys, you've been dealing with. It's really not that rare. Yeah, like your next question would be like, which website can you go to to donate money to polydactyly research? <laughs> and be like, see all of the above. <laughs> And I'm like, I never noticed that your left hand and left foot didn't work very well. <laughs> so, all right. So, it was, um, we're out of we're out of pop quizzes. Oh, okay. So our final score is uh, Alan twelve ski eighteen. Congratulations! So congratulations. What, did, what what kind of prizes he win? Uh, I don't know. I said congratulations on the air. <laughs> Isn't that prize enough? <laughs> he has a record, a public record of you congratulating him. Exactly. <laughs> That's less than you can say when you whipped out that 21 <laughs> episodes a couple <laughs> for Matt Diamond. You had to give your own congratulations. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, so uh, we return to the Goldens as they're returning their attention to Blanche. Uh, they asked who reached out and touched her, and Blanche told them it was her long-lost mammy. Mm-hmm. Turns out our missing mammy's in Miami. Uh, Blanche... <laughs> so stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> I said stupid. I don't know. <laughs> like, where there's spitting rhymes. <laughs> Dropping the fresh beats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Blanche tells the Goldens about how her mammy fulfilled the same role that the governess fulfilled in her own children. Uh, Rose tells didn't she? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Never mind. No, I was going to say, didn't she say she had a governess? But that's what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, like whenever the kids would cry, she'd have to yell for the governess right. to <laughs> take care of them, do the nursing. Um, so Rose tells the Goldens that uh, her adoptive parents let her be raised by a goat. Doesn't sound like they earned those crackers, and I no longer feel bad about them not really going with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next scene worth discussing features the arrival of Blanche's. <laughs> so you're just skipping <laughs> scenes now? You don't even think <laughs> scenes are worth even going over? <laughs> <laughs> feel free to interject if you think I missed something. <laughs> I'm at the arrival of Blanche's mammy. <laughs> Is there something you want to cover? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd have to look over my, my you know, very very scant notes that I have here. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily approve of you just making the assumption that the others aren't even worth going over. <laughs> but fair enough. You're, you're, it's, it's your recap. You do you. <laughs> Live your best recap in life. <laughs> I think we're getting a little slappy now. Yeah. So introductions are made and condolences extended. Mamie inquires about the estate sale, and Blanche asked if she's there for the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second favorite line of the episode was Mamie responding that she doesn't drink. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mamie's there to see about Big Daddy's music box. Turned out she gave Big Daddy her box, and if he ain't going <laughs> to use it any longer, she'd love to have it back. <laughs> now, I did think there was a funny part in there, at least I thought it was funny, where mm-hmm. when she was first talking, when Blanche was first telling the girls about Mamie, mm-hmm. um, and Rose thinks that... Uh, She's like, oh, wasn't that like Mammy Eisenhower's yeah. name? And I think Dorothy says something like only the Nixon kids yeah. were allowed to call her that. But then right in the middle of this next exchange, she's like, oh, wait, it's Mamie. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, like the callback to earlier in the Yeah, episode. she's like just under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways, you know, sort of get into it. Blanche takes offense and shows her the door. I mean, she doesn't say she's a gold digger, but she makes it clear she ain't messing with no broke mammy. <laughs> oh, I, I, like I, 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 I should definitely cut that. What? What do you mean, what? <laughs> you essentially substitute a one word for another. <laughs> <laughs> Creative I, license, I say. I don't know. I, I that's more problematic than your Professor Cooper stance. <laughs> I think it's okay. All right. I mean, it's you. I can understand why you're a little reluctant to put your face and <laughs> information out there in the world. <laughs> no, because the joke is that I didn't say the word like it's not mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> fair enough like you thought I was going to say something and I didn't Kanye well, approved <laughs> I just think you're substituting one word for another word and the one word is I would say horrible as we, as we discussed <laughs> it's a word I would never say oh. you know <laughs> I don't know. It just feels to me <laughs> like you're, you're... You you feel problematic. It, it feels a little hinky to me. It feels <laughs> kind of like Mammy is being called that. You're like, I'm not going to say that word, but this is what I think of Mammy. Yeah, no, I don't mean that in our Ruby at all. Uh, I know. I, I know I know you. I know yeah. you don't mean it that way at all. But... <laughs> like, I don't think I've literally ever heard anything even a hint of racist or classist or anything come out of your mouth but um you're you're definitely a equal opportunity hater (laughs) um but uh anyways do you think my polydactyly toe went over the line (laughs) (laughs) at least it's on there (laughs) lucky number seven is just a little longer than the rest yeah Um, so the next scene starts off with Dorothy returning from a date with a gentleman named Jack. Uh, she tells him that gentleman she's... Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she tells him that she's had a nice time, but then changes her tune when she finds out uh, she's been matched with an ex-con. Uh, she tells Jack she probably won't see him again because she's going up on matricide charges. He tells her to give his regards to the fine ladies at the Jacksonville State Pen. Uh, mm-hmm. She goes inside and has an unpleasant argument with Sophia. I do love a line there that Jack says. Where um, she says that he's nice or something to that effect, and he says, "I am nice." They don't call them correctional facilities for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really built up his self confidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. really learned to love himself again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you have to in prison. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be loved by others. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be with the one you love. Love the one you're with. <laughs> So Blanche and Rose enter, and Rose inquires about where she should put Big Daddy's Britannica. Uh, Blanche, in my third favorite line of the night, says to put him in the liquor cabinet. Mm -hmm. Uh, The doorbell rings, and Mammy's back. Uh, She explains to Blanche that her and Big Daddy were more than employee-employer. They were also lovers. Blanche says her bigoted father was far too Republican to sleep with a woman of color. Mammy provides documentation to support her claim. (laughs) Uh, Then... (laughs) <laughs> this is a matter of fact way, like it's a court case. <laughs> exactly. For any 
one who didn't watch the episode, the documentation were love letters. Right, yeah. correct. <laughs> <laughs> not not than, like court filings. Yeah, no and, affidavits. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of like uh, <clears throat> a written testimony. Right. Yeah. I guess it was a written testimony in a way, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but nothing that's been entered into the system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next scene returns to Dorothy's frustrations with Sophia over the matchmaking. Uh, Rose tries to tell a St. Olaf story, but Blanche enters and brings the other Goldens up to speed on Big Daddy's doings with the hired help. Apparently, him and Mammy were lovers for 50 years. I don't believe this overlapped with his marriage to the widow Spencer, but it definitely went on after Mammy left the house when Blanche was 10. Kind of makes you wonder if George ever asked Big Daddy's advice about side pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, the next scene starts with Dorothy looking for Blanche. Rose gets annoyed because she never comes to her for advice. Dorothy says she'll let this fired grief counselor try to fix her problems. <laughs> Rose proceeds. Was to she fired or did <coughs> she like leave? I uh, thought she was she... like downsized or something. Mm -hmm. I thought she left she because she needed one. a new job. Uh, I thought she needed better pay. That could that's be. why she went. Um, went with Enrique. Yeah. yeah. She needed moss <laughs> money. <laughs> So Rose proceeds to tell three different St. Olaf stories, two of which are about pride going before the fall. Sophia enters, and then her and Dorothy proceed to make up. It's a nice moment, and it stinks that we had to go through some ugliness to get there. Mm -hmm. uh, Blanche enters and says she's going to fire up the barbecue. Uh, she's going to cook some chicken on Big Daddy's love letters. Uh, she regrets the fact that she cannot start the fire using Mammy's music box. The Goldens remind Blanche that she loved Mammy and that Big Daddy did as well. She needs to come around to the fact that boys will be boys, and mm -hmm. she needs to forgive Big Daddy's infidelities just as she did George's. Uh, Mammy shows up at the Goldens, and Blanche tries to offer her forgiveness. Mammy ain't having that. She only wants what's hers. She says her and Big Daddy loved one another, and that if the timing had been better, they'd have been together. We're not sure why the timing wasn't better right around the time he was marrying the widow Spencer. After all, that wasn't too far from when Michael and Lorraine were having a biracial baby together. Mammy calls Big Daddy by his Christian name, and Blanche is taken aback. Uh, she's never heard him called that before. She tells Mammy. What was his name again? Bruce? Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Curtis, yep. Uh, she tells Mammy that she doesn't have the music box, but uh, she doesn't have to leave empty handed. She can have some of Blanche's white guilt as a parting gift. <laughs> uh, Mammy realizes that Blanche is actually upset because she didn't stick around to say goodbye when she was run off Big Daddy's plantation. Uh, she tells Blanche that she might not have been in contact but that she was loitering around with the hired help during all of Blanche's big events. There's something unpleasant about Blanche not noticing that Mammy was amongst the help. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you figure, even just, like, glancing around, you would have noticed this person who was a huge part of your mm -hmm. life for a decade. Exactly. Yeah, even as, like, self-interested as Blanche is, yeah. you'd think someone like that important mm -hmm. would stand out I to mean, her. maybe Mammy's just a master of disguise. <laughs> and so. Well, I guess it depends. <laughs> like, she was, like, like, I don't know. She said she could see her. So yeah. she'd have to have at least a clear line of sight. Maybe she was just like hiding in the bushes. Or, or watching her on CCTV. Yeah. <laughs> she had one of Jean Parmesan's costumes. <laughs> right. right? Uh, so Blanche decides that Mammy has earned her music box after all and gives it to her. They realize that it's not the same music box that Mammy gave Big Daddy and that he might have had yet another piece out there somewhere. And once again, we're reminded that in the Golden Girls universe, there are only three good honorable men, Coco, Miles, and Paul Dooley. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I had Professor Cooper, but uh, I got in trouble earlier this episode, so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I better end on a high note. <laughs> so he switched it up. <laughs> exactly. I think that was a good sub out. Yeah. Although, in fairness, you know, we didn't have enough Paul Dooley <laughs> to really fully investigate how honorable he was. I'm blanking right now. Who was is, who is pre-Miles? What was his name? Arnie. Arnie. Mm -hmm. He could be honorable. How so? Well, I'm saying we, we don't know that he's not. 
Well, we don't know that Jerry Orbach's not honorable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we do know that Jerry Ar- Orbach's not honorable, don't we? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a couple others out there that uh, didn't make the cut for Brent. Yeah. Um, who was the uh, Joe or Jack or the Sabre Chef? Oh, yeah. yeah. As far as we know, he was a good yeah. stand-up dude. He was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Just too blue-collar, though. Yeah. George Clooney's policeman partner, mm-hmm. and George Clooney himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're pretty good people. Yeah. There's plenty of guys that haven't been proven to be bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the cop from the elevator who, like, pulled a baby out of a sniper's fire. Mm-hmm. Yep, you exactly. Um, there are lots of them. And even the, the shaver who was wheeling him around. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. He, he promised he'd uh, get someone for Sophia and didn't. True, that's true. No. So. All right, we had uh, three guest actors in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had... Peggy Ray, uh, Mr. Uh, or Miss Contetti or Contini, mm-hmm. as Brent said, uh, 107 titles for her name, but most known for her uh, episodes of Dukes of Hazard as uh, Lulu Hogg. Uh, but mm-hmm. she was also in uh, 38 episodes of The Waltons, 22 episodes of The Red Skelton Hour, mm-hmm. 51 episodes of Grace Under Fire, mm-hmm. 22 episodes of Step by Step. Like she had big runs in a lot of yeah. shows. Sounds I, like I was, yeah. I was impressed. Um, and she's only had 107 <laughs> total titles, but a lot of them she stuck around for yeah, yeah. a good number. Um, yeah. And this was her only Golden Girls. Yeah. Uh, we also had Richard McKenzie. He played Jack. Uh, 96 titles for him and his only Golden Girls. Uh, not a lot for him. 22 episodes of It Takes Two, and he did manage to get him one episode of Alf. Mm-hmm. So I went and threw that on. Yeah. Um, and then we had, of course, uh, Ruby D. She played Mammy Watkins. Real, real quick, yeah. the dude. Um, mm-hmm. He was also in uh, Grace Under Fire. Oh, was he? But not in one of the 51 episodes that Lulu Hogg was in. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Her paths did not cross. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many episodes there were of Grace Under Fire, but I wouldn't think a whole lot more than 51. Maybe, it, maybe it was a long show. Yeah. I don't know. I, I vaguely remember being on, but I don't yeah. think it was something I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, Ruby D is our last one. Uh, yeah. Mammy Watkins. Mother Abigail. Yep, exactly. Uh, 256 titles for her name, American Gangster, Do the Right Thing. Academy but, Award nominee, mm-hmm. Kennedy Center honoree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a, quite a career. Um, this is certainly Golden Girls. I but think my favorite role of her is The Stand. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Mother Abigail Fremantle in The Stand uh, for, for four episodes, I believe Come it was. Come back and see me with all y'all friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can still hear it in my head. I almost did a uh, pop quiz on Ruby D. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, since I had done the research, that would have put me slightly ahead, but Skeep, it sounds like, would have known it anyway, mm-hmm. so. Well, that's why I didn't, because I knew you always jot that stuff right, down, so. so. They couldn't give me a leg up, so yeah. I guess whatever I see, I see how it is. Um, yeah. So, anyway. You lost fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ski has six fingers. <laughs> so, of course, he knows more. Um, anyways, uh, well, so Ski. You think you can type faster with six fingers? Like, do you think you, like, just sort of condition, you know, that, oh, I'll use a whole extra lefty over here to get the shift key? I think that you if... Couldn't, you couldn't do the traditional, like, uh, Mavis Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I you think she's that... not a real person. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, it's just the name they made up. <laughs> just made up the name? Yeah, and then they just hired a model to pretend I she's I did Mavis. not know that. Yeah. I thought it was someone who actually developed that Mm-mm. technique. No, some corporation that developed the technique. <laughs> they slapped her on the box and started selling like objects. good for them, I guess. Yeah. Well, I um, I would think, kind of as Ski alluded to, I think if you had 
six-fingered person versus the five-fingered person and neither of them had been trained to type, mm-hmm. then yes, I think the six-fingered person could, in, could end up with an advantage. Mm-hmm. But I think that because the techniques or what, whatever are, of course, centered around our standard five-fingered hands, <laughs> that I think that would maybe favor the person that only had the five fingers it would cause you guys ever issues see, with your extra. I want to say it was Gattaca. I, I remember it being out, but I don't think I ever actually I watched I, it's it. It's not a great movie. It mm-hmm. was like Ethan Hawke and... Uma uh, Thurman. Uma Thurman, yeah. yeah. I, good good cast, but I don't think it ever got a lot of acclaim. Yeah. One scene I remember from that movie, though, is like they go to a concert. Mm-hmm. and uh, That movie know, gave us Maya Hawke. Oh, oh, their daughter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stranger um, Things, yeah. Um, sh- sh- sorry, I lost my train of thought. There's um, one scene in that movie, oh, though. Oh, yeah, so... Somebody had a sixth finger. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> both you hands, have seen it. Both, both hands, I think. Because, like, the, the, it's a concert, right? The, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a pianist, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And he's playing piano, and it's, like, really... The, the premise of the show, for anyone who doesn't know, is, yeah, yeah. like, uh, genetic manipulation, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody's, you know, perfect or whatever, like, genetically speaking. Ethan Hawke's character is kind of an outlier where he's... Left-handed, oh, okay. and he doesn't have blue eyes or whatever. I don't remember exactly the details, but he's not genetically perfect. He's got issues, but kind of shoehorns himself into this perfect society by pretending he's someone he's not, mm, right? Okay. And uh, always worried that he'll be figured out. But he befriends Uma Thurman, and they go to this concert, and the piano stuff is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's amazing!" And like to throw the the guy. Who's playing the piano at the end throws a glove at you know Uma Thurman's character, and she holds it up and it's got a six fingers or something I think, mm-hmm. and she's like this piece can only be played with with six fingers, mm. like the way it is I guess you mm-hmm. can only play it, mm-hmm. you got the extra digits. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I did think that was great though how uh, impressed <laughs> you were that Brent yes, yes. had six fingers as if <laughs> there wasn't any reason that he would have had that in his mind. We're talking about six fingers. You're like, have you guys seen this movie? <laughs> and they're like, yes, he does have six fingers. How would you know? Sorry sure you if my enthusiasm it? level was too high for that no, one. No, I thought it was great. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brent's been waiting for that enthusiasm. <laughs> so. You know what my favorite movie about a six-fingered character is? Um, oh, yeah, Princess Bride. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. One. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> All Prepare <right>. to die. <laughs> exactly. Oh, in Goma, Antoya. Well, who was your uh, favorite character in this episode? Who got your MVP? Oh, Ruby D. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ski? Um, I don't know. I, I thought about last night. I, I don't know if I ever came up with an idea uh, or decision, rather. Um, I'll go with Blanche. Blanche, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I think I, she finally forgave her, but I, I wasn't really impressed with anybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I went with uh, I went with Mammy also. I thought Ruby Dude, Ruby D, uh, definitely did a good job in this episode. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, I'm sometimes reluctant because her parts were somewhat light, or you know, the the amount of screen time she got was somewhat light. Yeah. But she really owned it, and she at least did have two good long scenes that she was yeah, part of. So that's I thought true. it was enough that yeah. I felt comfortable. No thanks, I don't drink. Yeah, yeah. that was a great delivery. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Um, well, and then just the fact that she's like, yeah, I'm not sorry for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that. That is true. That's that was good. solid too. And she's like, "It wasn't just sex, but that was enough." <laughs> that been, you know, whatever she said. Right. Know, it was a great line. Good for good for uh, <coughs> Big Daddy, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what makes Big Daddy happy? <laughs> <laughs> 
So how many slices for you, Ski, did this one get, or have you not thought about that yet either? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said I thought about it. Oh, I just okay, hadn't fair. decided. Have you decided on that yet? Uh, I think that one I gave four and a half. Four and a half? Okay. Yeah. That was six and a half. I gave it six. So I guess yeah. I'm a bit closer to Brent. Um, again, it, it's one of those episodes where I didn't feel like it was hugely, you know, huge on comedy. And Blanche, once again, I, I didn't care for her portrayal of her. I mean, I got it to a certain uh-huh. extent, um, but I didn't. Just overall, you know, I thought it was another episode where Blanche wasn't portrayed in a very good light, mm-hmm. and I always preferred if Blanche is either neutral or in a positive light. Well, so I gave it, I gave the MVP to her, but like only because I think she turned the corner at the end. Mm-hmm. But to to that end, I think. I don't understand why she wouldn't have just come out and asked her, first of all, mm. if she had this grudge all along, right? why did you leave? And then they could have cleared it up immediately. Mm. Well, and I mean, that's the theme. Every Blanche-centric episode, she turns at the end. Yeah. And usually it's <laughs> right at the end um, for the last scene. That's yeah. when she finally... Got to you know, redeem her character. Yeah, exactly. For... <laughs> She's been the most redeemed character on the uh, series by far. <laughs> I just think it's a southern tradition to wait to the last possible moment to be on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Some people haven't quite got to that last yeah. moment yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyways, uh, all right. Well, anything else to add before we close this one out? No, uh, I've said enough. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that you and I ended up with similarly linked episodes, Brent. So Yay. these last two are a bit, uh, bit shorter, um, but I think they were packed with quality. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that in mind, uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.